Welcome to the Chicana Motherwork Podcast. We are a collective of Chicana PhD mother scholars, artists, and activists. We created Chicana Motherwork to amplify the lived experiences of mothers of color within and outside academia. Together, as the Chicana Motherwork Collective, we theorize, write, organize, mother, and create spaces for communal healing and care out of our shared belief that the labor of mothering is a transformative act. Porque sin madres no hay revolución. Um, I'm here to tell you a little bit about our relaunch. So this is our first episode, um, our first official episode through SoundCloud. Uh, <laughs> we're really excited. Uh, we're really grateful to be here. Um, but some of the reasons why we really wanted to bring this up and recreate the podcast is um, because we wanted to make this conversation, all the conversations we're having, more accessible to the public. Um, that means we are trying to reach out to different platforms. Right now we're working with SoundCloud, but we're hoping to get our podcast out on iTunes. Um, we also wanted to make it accessible to us and have our, um, our schedules be accommodated, have that flexibility, uh, that agency to be able to say, hey, who can make it and who can be here? And right now today we're meeting at Ceci's kitchen table, um, and it's something that we couldn't have made it possible without the support of everyone, without having this equipment. And that's that's one of the reasons why we're, we're relaunching. We're really excited to have all of you listening to us, following us. We know that there's been a gap in our recordings, but we're here to, you know, re restart. It's a, it's a rebirthing process. We're excited to bring out more conversations on a more regular basis. Any Anyone else want to fill in any other gaps? And a huge thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our uh, supporters who donated to the Chicana Motherwork campaign. Um, their donations made the purchase of our podcast equipment um, all possible. So we wouldn't be here without the community. And so we're just going to pay it forward in any way that we can, including this podcast. So thank you so much. Buenos dias. Hi, everyone. This is Christine. I'm happy to be back in the air. Thank you so much to everyone. I don't think we have enough thank yous to thank everyone. I think we're all so grateful and so humbled and so honored to have had all the support that came in from all directions, from across the nation to our home communities. And so we're really grateful for that. And um, y'all don't even know where you sent us with all that support. Like We just want to acknowledge every single little effort, every single penny that everyone contributed to, and even the moral support. But um, we also want to make sure that we acknowledge Radio Sombra um, for hosting us in Espacio. Um, Nico and uh, Marco for definitely, you know, opening their doors to us and, and allowing us to get ourselves out in the air and just bringing up bringing out our stories and our narratives. And we really appreciate that we were able to reach as far as we've heard Minnesota, Ceci, Minnesota. So everywhere we go, somebody knows about our podcast and we want to thank Radio Sombra for initiating that for us and providing us that space to to just make this happen. So thank you, Todo Corazón, for, for allowing us to initiate this work. Uh, hello, hello. My name is Michelle Tellez, and I am so excited to finally be a part of the podcast. Yay! And thanks to your <laughs> and thanks to your support, we um, were able to have the equipment 
And my colegas, hermanas, brought it out when we had our retreat in a couple of weeks ago. So that means that I am reporting live from Tucson, Arizona, and connecting with you all here. So thank you. Very excited to be here. We dedicate the Chicana Mother Work Relaunch podcast to Black Revolutionary Mother of Two, Corinne Gaines, who was killed inside her home by uh, state officials on August 1st, 2016 in Baltimore County, Maryland. Chicana Mother Work honors her and her visionary resistance. And um, we dedicate this podcast to Corinne Gaines um, because shortly after Corinne Gaines' death, a lot of folks on social media were um, sharing articles and um, insights regarding um, regarding Corinne Gaines. And there was one response in particular by a woman named Dem- Dominique Hazard, which I'm sharing now because I think it's brilliant, it's insightful, and it reframes the narrative that portrayed Gaines as a so-called quote-unquote crazy and unfit mother in mainstream media, which is, of course, the fabricated narrative about women of color mothers and specifically black mothers. So um, in her post, Dominique Hazard refutes this and refuses it. So in this post, uh, Dominique Hazard begins by referencing Gaines's video in which she recorded herself um, and her encounter with police with the police during a traffic stop. And after this occurred, Gaines later posted this on her social media. So in this video, uh, Corin Gaines says to the police officers, quote, let me inform you of who I am. I do not participate in any of you guys' side laws or any of that. I do not participate in it. Then Hazard, in her analysis, um, references this video and she writes, I believe that Corin saw this whole setup, the police day, as bizarre. I believe she felt that pretending it isn't bizarre and going along with policing meant engaging in a dangerous charade. And I believe she saw participating in the charade as antithetical to her freedom and therefore refused to do so. That doesn't make her crazy or foolish. That makes her a visionary. It makes her not of this time. It makes her a black girl who visited us from the future, a future where the police state has been dismantled and the world of today is recognized as the bizarre social landscape that it is. Corin Gaines was a freedom fighter and she taught me. So thank you, Corin Gaines. Uh, thank you, Dominique Hazard. Um, and Corin Gaines, again, thank you for your time traveling and your resistance. It will never be contained. You will never be contained. And we will remember you and will honor you. Um, Jagana Mother Work believes that reproductive justice means the right for black women to mother their children without fear of the police state. And together, we can all work towards this vision in various ways and in various spaces. Okay. Okay. Hi everyone, this is Yvette again. Um, Back to school for me is uh, twofold. Back to school, even though I'm not in school anymore, I do work at UCLA, and so for us it means it was a really crazy week full of events. One day this week we had four different events that we were organizing, and so I've been feeling really exhausted this week. Um, My kid also um, technically... He started school over the summer for a summer program, but this is the first full week of school um, with the new kids, the kids that start the fall session. And so a lot of kids are getting sick. At work, a lot of people are getting sick. Uh, So right now, I think um, my focus is to just try to, 
you know, stay healthy, get my rest, um, not kind of uh, over kind of overproduce and overwork myself because that's when I start to get sick and that's when my IBS symptoms kick in. So it's just right now it's, it's survival mode because of the back to school season. And that's that's my update. And this is Christine. Um, we, the quarter started for UCLA last week, and um, I started um, to discuss with my own uh, TA with Chicana Chicano Studies. I'm really happy about that. It's the first time, the first time I TA for a big course, and I also accepted um, a um, a editorial position for interactions, and I'm really happy about that. It's I'm one of a few women of color who are studying race and ethnicity in the School of Education and really happy to really push and, and bring more um, narratives of people of color, critical narratives into this, this peer journal. Um, and then I also signed up for my uh, Muay Thai. I'm going back to boxing, so I'm so happy about that. I need to dust off those boxing gloves, and I'm, I'm like excited to get back out there. I know I'm going to be dying the first two weeks of cardio training, but it's okay. I'm just looking forward to sparring and, and getting back into um, boxing mode. Hello, so this is Michelle, and I've um, been thinking a lot about this big transition in terms of the new semester, but also the coming of the fall, las cosechas, the planting of seeds. And for me personally, it's been a, a period of many transitions as I have moved into this new town um, and learning about the new space ecologically, psychologically, spiritually, physically, and um, and then starting fresh here, trying to build those roots again with my little girl who has been with me through so many moves and transitions. And she's 10. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, it, it was an important time for me to make this move because I think that as a 10 year old, the research shows that little girls, this is when they are the most confident, which is really a sad reflection on um, how we value young young women, young human beings who are growing. And so, um, but I knew with that confidence, the transition would go a little more smooth. So we are here, we are newly installed, and um, I'm starting my new position at the U of A in the Department of Mexican-American Studies, and it's been a whirlwind these last two months as we've gotten settled. So, you know, for me, this theme is really important because it's always about, you know, new beginnings and, and again, rebirth, relaunching, um, and then how do we make sense of those experiences. And uh, this is Ceci. Um, so just following up on that theme of just relaunching, the rebirth, um, back to school. So all of these things are um, happening, especially at the beginning of the fall semester. Um, and so I've had a lot of changes with me and my son. So um, this year, Alan Zito started uh, a different school than his kindergarten school. So um, so far, it's been going better than his last school was. <laughs> and I'm excited because this school like his other school, it's also dual immersion Spanish and it has a social justice based curriculum and, you know, 95% students are, uh, you know, Latino, Mexican descent. So um, I'm really excited for Aloncito and uh, back to school for me also means um, back on the grind of, you know, finishing the dissertation. And um, I just came back last night actually from uh, a MLMA seminar called Preparing for the Professoriate. And, um, I have a lot of thoughts about it. Um, so this program is for students of color um, and 
so there was about 15 other Mellon Mace fellows there. And um, so we heard like a lot of competing kinds of, you know, advice, what it means to be a professional scholar, uh, colleague, academic. So the transition between a graduate student to a faculty member. But at the same time, um, you know, right before we started this podcast, we were kind of talking over breakfast about, you know, what are these standards of professionalism uh, even mean for low-income, first-generation women of color. So um, so I kind of walked away with kind of, you know, some feeling, some questions, some doubts, and also, um, you know, whether or not how we, you know, how we operate in these spaces. So, um, but, uh, and then on the other hand, I did get a lot of practical advice that um, no one has told me <laughs> during my graduate education. So, you know, so there are, so it was kind of a mix, but also um, walking away feeling like, you know, do I really belong in this space? Even you know, so um, in academic spaces. So um, that's kind of where I am today for um, back to school. So since our last podcast, we've been pretty busy, um, and I guess we'll just provide a quick update and recap of what we've been doing over the last several weeks and months. Um, in April, we were able to present at the UCLA RAC seminar, uh, which is a research seminar run by Professor Danny Solorzano. For me personally, it was really um, sort of a coming home because I was an undergrad there at UCLA and, and Danny was one of my mentors. Um, but it was also uh, very beautiful because we were able to present with another colleague who is um, you know, super interested in radical race studies, critical race studies, um, uh, schools, the schooling system, what's happening there with our K-12 system, and Dave Stovall, Professor Dave Stovall from UIC. So we were there in April, and our work was well-received. We showed our testimonio video, and, and shortly thereafter, we began our campaign for... Um, this for the podcast, and then we brought together our our T-shirts, and I think maybe um, Judy or somebody else can talk a little bit about that. Well, before that, also in June, we got together um, for a much-needed uh, retreat uh, of all of us, the five of us, and Michelle came over, and we met up with Andrea. Um, shout out to her. She was amazing. Um, Benagos, uh, we did a collective healing session. Um, and it was, it was very necessary. It was, it was probably, um, for me, the first time that I've ever gone to one of, uh, one of those, uh, sessions. Uh, I'm not sure about the, the girls, but it was very, very much needed. Um, I talked about in the presentation that I didn't realize how much I had, um, you know, hold up in tears. I had so many tears that, you know, as mom with three kids, I don't have time to cry. And so that was my time to just let it all out. Seeing that me cuenta, like it just kept flowing and flowing. Um, so they, they all came out with my tears all over them. Um, but yeah, that was, that was very much needed collective healing session that we, that we had. And we're thinking about, we should do something like that every time. Um, and that was amazing. We got to take home like a, a, a stone and oils. It was really nice. Um, okay, so just to go back to LSA, um, we had a chance to, pre to present our work at the Latino Studies Association conference this year. Um, that was a really great opportunity for us. Actually, I remember um, we were presenting similar material but expanding on our concept of Chicana mother work. 
And when we started, I, I think if I remember correctly, there were maybe two or three people in the room. But as we kept going in the presentation, more and more people kept walking in. So by the end, um, it seemed like the room was full. People were really receptive and responding well to what we were saying. We also brought in Chicana Mother Work t-shirts, and we had several people who came and supported us by purchasing a shirt. And so um, we just we were really happy at the outpour of support that we had from the people there. Um, and actually, at that same conference, we took some time to go talk to um, an editor from a press to kind of bring in a proposal for a Chicana Motherwork anthology. And we think that it was well received. We received positive feedback. And so we're in the middle of working that out right now to see if it will be a possibility for us to publish an anthology on Chicana Motherwork pieces. So we're really, really excited about that. And, yeah, we're so we're so excited. So um, so we're hoping to get um, if all goes as planned to get um, a contract soon. So we're really really excited. And um, so kind of following along the other kinds of um, what we've been um, how we've been working together. Um, another piece that we've been working on is a Chicana Motherwork article, and we finally submitted it. So. Yeah. We're all <laughs> Judy. <laughs> so we're, we're excited. It's finally done. And um, so, you know, hopefully if that goes well with, so, you know, we're waiting to hear back from the journal um, to make it official. So um, we're excited that it's submitted. Uh, and kind of going along with that article, um, we recently went to the LA, the California-based mamas went out to uh, to see Michelle uh, in Tucson. And... Um, we had a retreat there. She hosted us at her home and, you know, with her daughter, Milagro. And then we also met one of um, Michelle's friends. Um, what was her name again, Michelle? Which one? Uh, um, she stayed with us at the oh, house. Oh, Esme. Esme Sanchez. Yes. And yeah, great. Prima. Hermana. So she's, um, you know, an organizer. She has two kids. And it was just, it was just amazing for all of us to kind of share space. So although we were most of our time was spent working on the article. Um, and so, but then we were able to have some time to just um, to have with each other. So I think that, and the result of that was that we finally uh, got the article submitted, or at least we did, what was it, like two, three days ago? Mm -hmm. So. Um, Rolling deep in the minivan and the, my van. My oh, the, so we have stories <laughs> from the, the, the what, the Tishkana mother work, Ranfla? Yeah, yeah, the Ranfla. And then I got to see a shooting star. That's the first time in our little um, outside gathering that we did. Yeah, so. it was so important for me to have everybody actually come uh, here to bless my new home, our new space with Milagro and I, and just to remind me you know, this broader community of mujeres, of madres, of organizers, of social thinkers, critical thinkers, um, and to be in that space. So for me, it was really beautiful to have them come to my home. And, and as we re, you know, as we're starting this new journey, Milagro and I, and as um, we are continuing the work that we need to get done together. And yeah, and I'm, I'm really excited, all of these projects and, you know, what we're hoping to do is just to build community with different moms of color from all over the United States because we've, um, you know, we keep hearing different people who have heard of the podcast. So, you know, we're excited with, with our listeners to build together, you know, working towards this um, movement. So, um, you know, and having collective power with each other and, you know, putting that, channeling that into diff in different ways. 
Um, Actually, I wanted to say one more thing. We we are going to be bringing in guest speakers. We're really excited about that. If y'all are interested in being guest speakers, contact us at chicanamotherwork at gmail.com. We already have a lot of folks in mind, but we want to be inclusive. So definitely you know, hit us up. Let us know if you have any ideas for topics you'd like to come in. Um, we'll definitely try and work with you because we, we want to hear what other folks are thinking and saying. So. Um, that's another aspect of the podcast that we're excited to continue. Um, the next segment we want to jump to is um, Mommy Wins and Fails. So we're just going to go around and talk about um, what is either a win or a fail that you've had recently. I have a win. Um, so for me this week, I have a, a big win. Um, so my son is about to transition. He's turning three, and he's a special needs child. He has a speech disorder, and, he, and when he turns three, it's a major transition from going from th getting free services through the regional center to then getting um, services through the district. And so for me, it was a big win to go and reach out to the community to get more resources to find out how can I best advocate for my son. And actually on Monday of uh, last week, I met with a lawyer for the first time. And this was a lawyer that focuses on special education resources. And he agreed to work with us, um, with our case, um, pro bono, so that way he could help us with continuing to advocate for our son. So that way he makes sure we make sure that he gets the resources he needs um, with, within our limited budget. So we are working class. We're very tight on money. And if we were to pay out of pocket, we'd be paying $150 to $200 per hour per, or per session. And our son needs at least two hours, possibly more. So it's just, it's really important for us to fight to get these services that we need because it shouldn't just be middle and upper class um, U.S. citizens that get access to these services. Everybody living here should get access to these services. So I'm just really proud of myself because I had, I've never talked to a lawyer before. I'm not a legal expert, and, and it just means a lot to me to keep moving forward with this process. Yeah, go Yvette. Like Mama Bear. Mine would be a fail. <laughs> um, so, you know how we talk about how, you know, they're, uh, Ceci was just talking about how they're um, encouraging more or talking about, like, you know, there shouldn't be so many graduate students having so many babies. <laughs> so me with my three babies, I got, um, I got shut down by my five-year-old daughter. I was, um, this last week, I was, you know, getting the kids ready for to take her to school. It's like a 30-minute drive, so I'm trying to rush it, um, you know, and I'm putting my the Joaquin's shoes. He's he's his baby, so what he's he's gonna be a year, and so I'm trying to rush, you know, rush it. You know how they keep on moving around, so I'm going. I'm looking like a crazy lady, and my my three-year-old son is kind of the same thing. He's like, "Mom, hurry, hurry, put my shoes on too." And then my five-year-old daughter comes. I usually I give her the easy shoes where you slip them on and that's it. But I had told her to put the ones that you have to tie up. So she comes to me all mad because she didn't want to wear those shoes. Um, so I take it now that I think about it. It's maybe she was just mad that I picked those shoes, but she, um, I was, you know, I was tying the the boy's shoes. When she comes, she goes tie my shoes, and I said, Luna, are you serious? Like I'm busy right now. You're gonna have to wait, um, you know, till I'm done with theirs. And she looks at me. She's like, Well, why did you have? Why did you, why did you have to have so many kids? And I was like, I stopped everything I was doing. And I don't know if I wanted to cry or <laughs> yell, you know, because now it's my daughter telling me this. Um, you know, I hear it all the time. So it was a little rough. 
Um, but but yeah, yeah, that was my little fail. But then she tried to switch it up and out because I gave her that crazy look, and then <laughs> she <laughs> and then she was like, "No, mom, I'm you know I just want to know why you why why you want to have so many kids?" <laughs> like a question. So that was my fail. I'm trying to deal with it now, but you know it's kind of something that puts you on check your everyday checks from your kids. <laughs> Okay, so my parenting win is given all the transitions, I didn't know how Milagro was going to do because we had moved from a community that she had belonged to for years. But she just got her first report card and she got all A pluses. So she's at a science, <laughs> science and math academy and I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um, so yeah. Okay, shout out to my sister, Claudia Tellez, who came out last weekend and drove eight hours from San Diego because she's a hell of a slow driver but <laughs> <laughs> she made it and it made Milagro and I so happy she brought my niece Mariel and I miss her very much so so good to see her thank you I, I might just do one really quick shout out shout out to Las Mocas the UCLA to Ooh. Liana and uh, Nora so Liana, Grace Hidalgo Newton, and Nora Cisneros, and then of course Christine Vega, who uh, had to leave early today. Uh, shout out to all of them for their hard work that they're doing with planning for the year. Um, we're planning a lot of really great actions and meetings with administrators on campus to really get the ball going on um, improving um, access to parenting resources on campus. So shout out to the MOCAs. And then shout out to my friend Ceci, um, which is also, um, I'm taking care of her, her daughter after school. She also goes to the same school as Lunita. And she's having a really hard time transitioning. She was also, um, she just got her master's uh, last, oh, this May. And so she went straight to work and it's been really hard for her because she was, um, you know, staying at home with her two kids. And the transition is really hard for her because she's like, I'm missing out on my kids, you know, to drop them off. Um, to pick them up because I pick her up and, she, you know, she doesn't get out of work till five. So she's having this guilt like she gets really watery just talking about it, her eyes. And so just shout out, you know, that um, we're all working together um, um, for this and you're 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 doing fine and don't feel guilty. Um, your your daughter understands the work. So shout out to you. And I want to give um, oh a parenting win. Um, so part of it was uh, when I was in Minneapolis for the seminar that I mentioned earlier. Um, I met with um, an independent independent book owner. His name's Sean, um, and he co-founded a bookstore called Ancestry Books. And his mission is to recenter Indigenous authors and authors of color. And so I was able to meet up with him, or he generously, you know, offered to meet up. So. Um, so we had a great conversation. You know, he heard about Chicana mother work. He's also a father of three, and um, and I walked away from the store with uh, three books. Um, one book's about uh, like Harlem's uh, bookstore um, from like the 1930s called uh, the National Memorial African Bookstore, and um, it was just like the largest owned by um, a black person who had the largest collection of black of black author books. So I'm excited to sh share this with Aloncito. Another book called Underground about the Underground Railroad and kind of how that journey was. And um, so I think, you know, these are just really important teaching tools with our children, uh, especially as, you know, parenting non-black children of color. And then the last book I got was a young adult novel by June Jordan called His Own Wear. And then this book, um, I never even knew June Jordan wrote young adult or children's books. So I was really excited to meet Sean. And we, we talked about black feminism and parenting and, you know, 
futurity and science fiction and you know all of these things. So, um, and also for a shout out, um, I want to shout out to uh, Jamila, who was another participant at the seminar in Minneapolis. She's um, a woman of color, mother, mother of two. You know, she was pumping during the seminar. You know, I saw her with her bags and her things, and um, so you know, much props to Jamila. You know, so. That's the home girl. So I'm really excited that I was able to meet her and you know kind of expand this community that we're all building together. Thank you for listening to the Chicana Mother Work relaunch episode. Um, we're really excited to share our new content with you, um, our new podcast. We have a lot of exciting projects coming up, um, presentations. Um, collaborations and we're excited to share them with you so if you want to keep up to date with us please follow us on soundcloud.com slash chicana motherwork so moving forward that's where we are going to post all of our new podcasts uh, in addition uh, you can follow us on facebook instagram and twitter our social media handle for all of those accounts is chicana motherwork and you could also search the hashtag chicana motherwork as just one word and um feel free to use the hashtag as well. And we look forward to building communities of resistance in multiple spaces with you all, whether that means the classroom, the community, or the home. And very often, all of these three spaces simultaneously overlap, especially as parents and mothers with our children. And with that said, here are some final words from my son, Alan Zipo. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Adios.